Hello my sweet punk rock friends, allo les punk, welcome to the Punk Rocket Show episode 30. Yeah, already 30 episodes, it's just amazing. I'm still your host, my name is Emily and I live in Quebec City in Canada. On this podcast, I'm presenting you amazing guests, I make some band recommendations, I give you some punk rock news and I talk about different topics related to punk rock music. And today you're gonna hear the great conversation I had with Brenna Red from The Last Gang. She used to play in Civet 2 back in the days. And you're gonna hear a new song from The Last Gang upcoming album. I'm also gonna make you a recommendation for the band The Lookout from Montreal and for the solo artist Sam Mikolog from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Are you ready? Cause the show is starting right fucking now. Hello, hello! How are you, punk rockers? I'm doing good! I'm booking lots of shows with my acoustic cover duet. I'm gonna go to some live shows soon, like tomorrow I'm gonna see my friends from Hipshot doing a live show in Quebec City. I also had a drink with my new punk rock band. I talked to you about the fact that I started a band, a very nice melodic hardcore skate punk band here in Quebec City. So I met the guys yesterday and oh my god, we already have like a great chemistry together. We have the same vision. We already started to work on some songs and I'm really, really excited. It's gonna be like aggressive, super punk rock. Oh, I can't wait to write songs because you know, it's it's super fun to play other bands and discover bands and talk about other bands. But I've been wanting, is it a, a sentence? I've always <laughs> wanted to have my own band where I could write songs and yeah, I'm I feel really really happy right now. I can't wait to show you more and show you some songs. Uh, stay tuned if you want. <laughs> some stuff caught my attention this week in the punk rock scene. First, oh man, I want to go to the Manchester Festival in April 2022. The lineup is incredible. There are there are bands like uh, Willem Scream, Belvedere, Red City Radio. Um, what else? Yeah, Jeff uh, Jeff Rosenstock, CF98, much the same. Drone. I wish I could see that band. I made a review on this podcast like a few months ago. It's an amazing UK band. Also, Drunk Tank are on the bill. Fair Dues, all great bands I really want to see live and at this point I think it could be realistic to start planning some punk rock festivals travel in Europe oh I'm gonna think about it for real speaking of the band Fair Dues they are streaming a new song called Love and Light it's super good it's a f almost five minutes super aggressive metal fast technical song i love it i should work out on this song <laughs> and i will eventually repunkment judas band but you can check them now i'm also really stoked about the upcoming cancer bats acoustic ep I think it's so interesting because they are super hardcore and they're going to release an acoustic EP. It's going to called You'll Never Break Us Separation Sessions Volume 2. It's going to be out on September 14 on New Damage Records. I'm looking forward to listen to it and spend a relaxing acoustic moment with Cancer Bat. 
And now it's time for some shout out on the show. First of all, I feel really lucky because I received amazing vinyl this week. I received one from the band Be Like Max. They are super great. I can't wait to maybe review it. I also got a package from the great label Thousand Islands Records here in Quebec. They sent me some gorgeous colored vinyl from um, The Decline. This is a standoff, the band The Fly Downs, a 30-0. So that was a great mail week. I, I really wanted to take a second to thank all these people. Also, welcome to our new Patreons. First of all, we have Rick. <laughs> I love his Instagram account, The Vinyl Cut. Check this if you want. He has an awesome collection. He grew up with bands like Dead Kennedy, Suicidal Tendencies. He also loves The Clash and Sex Pistols. He also loves more recent stuff like Resigance. And he told me he discovered tons of bands because of this podcast. And oh, I love this. Rick also loves to look at the moon, stars and planet in his telescope. And because of this, we are totally made to be friends. <laughs> I would like to have a telescope. I need one. Um, and he also plays guitar, drums and piano. Welcome on board, Rick. And the second new patron is Bernie from Colorado. He lives close to the blasting room. And he's been into punk rock since 1995 when he was only 10 years old. Ah, yeah, it's, all, it's young to um, become addicted to punk rock. Huh? <laughs> and his main punk rock influences are Strangel, Lagwagon, but he also loves Alkaline Trio, No Trigger. No Trigger, I love this band. I think they are so underrated. It's crazy. He also loves Less Than Jake, Propagandy. He loves snowboard, photography, and collecting video games. He also plays in a band called Hit The Bricks. And I can't wait to hear a full album from them. I think it's going to be released soon. I'm going to talk to you about that soon. Thank you so much, Bernie, and welcome. I feel really grateful to have amazing Patreons, amazing people that support the show and no matter how you want to support the show, even if it's like listening to it, share it, it's already amazing. But if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, go to the show notes. All the informations are there. If you want some exclusive contents and contribute financially to the Punk Rocket Show. And now I think it's time to listen to the first Repunkmentation. Repunkmentation! So the first band today is The Lookout from Montreal. If you like 80s punk and some misfits influences, this band is totally for you. They are just so amazing live. I saw them. I think it was... They were opening for the band Puke 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 like two years ago, maybe two or three years ago. They are just great. And they just released a new single called Friday Night. And I'm recording this episode on a Friday night, enjoying a very nice, sober red beer. So this song is perfect. Let's go. Right 
Friday night party. <laughs> I say that, but I'm wearing like my pyjama with a robe, drinking unalcoholic beer. <laughs> Still party. Hey, punk rockers, do you like bands like Voodoo Glow Skull, The Willem Scream, New Implant, Darko, Police, Cigar, Tsunami Bound, Big Tin, The Kid's Table, Adrenalize, Friends for Rump, Dead by Stereo, Belvedere, Bracket, Dead Fucking Laugh, Much the Same, and many more? Are you obsessed with band merch like I am? <laughs> if yes, press pause on this episode and go on EpicMerchStore.com. They offer t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, hats, and kids' merch for more than 230 punk rock, ska, metal, and hardcore bands from all around the world. They offer many colors and sizes, and you'll get a flat rate worldwide shipping cost. Yeah, go get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com. Interview. Oh, what a great chat with Brenna, frontwoman of the amazing band The Last Gang. They're gonna release a new album, Noise, 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 on Fat Records in October, so we talked about it. We talked about how she discovered punk rock, her writing process, how is it to work with Fat Records, and many other things. I love her energy so much. I love the fact that she, she is such a great, hardworking woman. Go, Brenna, go! Recording in progress. So, okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm really interested about knowing how you got into punk rock. How did you find punk rock back in the days or how punk rock chose you, maybe? <laughs> yeah, like the spirit of yeah. punk just went like, playing. Yeah, uh, her. kind of. The spirit that is my brother. He, um, my brother got into it. And yeah. he, he's my older brother. And he started playing like guitar when he was in bands when he was in high school and so i was you know like 11 or 12 looking at him going wow he's so cool and uh yeah he actually he got me into it he taught me how to play drums um that's when I was, great like, 12 or something oh wow and just just to play music with him oh it, and that just snowballed into everything i was like oh what is punk this, you could be weird and like just, <laughs> like this I actually I actually thought my brother was Tim Armstrong for the longest time <laughs> yeah really? when I was because I don't know who Tim Armstrong is when you're 12 years old yeah so there's a CD of Operation Ivy and on the insert is a photo of Tim and I swear to god he looked like my brother just like oh. this white guy with like you know a mohawk and my brother played guitar and he's a lefty and he played just like him really low because wow. my brother idolized him so i was like oh this is my brother's <laughs> cd that's my brother's band and then i didn't, I didn't realize for like another couple of years i'm like nope that's so you were 12 and like in what year i think we might be the oh. same age or close uh born in 1984 Four, so oh, me it too. Was like right before the millennium. Oh, uh, yeah, end of nineties. Yeah, so I'm an, yeah, I'm thirty seven too. So me too. Be, because I pictured the way you were talking about that, I was like, oh, it's probably like end of like nineties. Yeah. Oh, great. So, but because it's interesting because I I I wonder why you started with playing drums because you have an amazing voice you're a singer so I wonder why you chose drum but I understand that it's your brother influenced you that way oh yeah well I actually I didn't like my voice growing up I was made fun of a lot of like 
Oh, really? You know, kids, kids are dicks. Oh, yeah, and, I know. You know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'll pick on anything that's different. So I was True. different because of my voice. And so I would get teased, really? like, being called, oh, you're a boy. You're so manly. And uh, even though there's nothing wrong with that, but growing up, it just felt like I know I mm. just want to have friends. So I didn't talk for like a very long time. I would never sing. Singing's like Mm-mm, that's scary. Don't sing. But um, I just slowly kind of started to do it in high school. My friend's boyfriend at the time, he heard me sing the Misfits because I sing in the low register. I don't sing high high stuff. So he heard me sing the Misfits and he's like, you have a really good voice. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't. Oh, yes. But, so but I just I listen to other people. But did you know at that time that you could sing like that you can sing, that you reached the, the right notes and but you, you were just shy or it was just not even an option? I, I mean, I know, I guess I could hit the notes. okay. I wasn't like terrible. But it was just, it was just total, it wasn't shyness because I'm very loud, but it's just, this, it was a lack of self-confidence and like, yeah. it's, it's something that a lot of people deal with. It's just like self-loathing. Like you just, you don't like yourself. And it was just, you know, in your teenagers, you just like, oh, I yeah. want to crawl out of my own skin. So yeah. it was a lot of just not liking who I am. And then listening to what other people think, I'm like, well, I trust you and mm -hmm. you think I'm good, so I must be good because I trust you. Yeah, that's exactly what happened with me because I love to sing too, and it started that way. But for me, it was the opposite of you. It was like, I can sing, but I could never play an instrument out of question. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because I, I would feel weird if I didn't have my guitar just singing, but like that's scarier just singing by itself that's way scarier <laughs> yeah and so you you were attracted to drums at first uh, what what would what did you play at first like I played our his my brother's high school friend Jeff Seibel I played Jeff Seibel's drums oh. they were white I have no idea what they were and he finally wanted them back after like a couple years so I gave them back to him And oh. they were broken. Oh. But he got his drum set back. So I never had my own drum set till I started playing in uh, this high school band called The Eccentrics. I bought like a $300 drum set or $200 drum set that broke down immediately. Um, <laughs> but my first real, real drum kit was a like a 1980s Pearl Export um, with like the long lugs and it was bright red and it was heavy as wow. shit. It was all birch. It was That was a really cool kit. Wow. So you were like pretty young, like 12. And what kind of bands were you into beside your brother's band, Rensen, Operation yeah. <laughs> Ivy? Um, Operation, oh, yeah, oh my God, I can't believe that. It's um, <laughs> an amazing I story. Just some, like, I was just in like high school bands, like uh, friends, friends with my friends, a lot of all girl bands. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's hard to find a lot of girl musicians, so they were trying to like yeah. congregate with each other. Um, That's why I think it's yeah. really rad that in the end of 90s you chose drum. I could never think yeah. about that because I haven't seen probably any women doing doing drums at the time. So it's yeah, it's great. I I wasn't good. I was just being a punk rock drummer. Just yeah, you know, that, 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 that. Uh, nothing like fancy. 
I sound, I watch Robert playing drums, our drummer, and I'm like, I can't do that. Uh, I, don't, I can't do that. That's way too hard. Oh, and then after drum, you started to play guitar and sing and sing more. Yeah, started to play guitar. I asked my brother to teach me some chords and I, I wrote some chords and I started to play a few songs with this all girl band, the eccentrics and just write punk rock stuff. And, and then it just kind of went from there. I, I liked writing songs. I loved writing songs that kind of like sparked this like I don't know what it is. It just seems so natural. And I like pushing myself harder and harder. And where else can I push songwriting? And what's oh. what's not normal? And how can I think out of the box? And how could I create this new version of art that's, I don't know. I just love songwriting. And I love singing. Wow. Bizarre. And you're still into it today, more than ever, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll do this until my bones are dust. Oh, like, yeah. I, Sure. What, what else am I going to do? <laughs> like, this is all that I do. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I can't work in an office. Uh, I I do both. I, I love to have my punk rock life. And I also, I kind of like having my nine to five job. It allows me to have a, a balance <laughs> of life. I was like, balance. Yeah. A routine. Like, I do some healthy lunches to work and at night I'm like <laughs> going to shows <laughs> party yeah, yeah but uh, if I didn't have a nine to five well tour life is different tour life helps me center because that makes me oh. feel really structured mm -hmm. but during like the pandemic when it was just like no nine to five and do what you want what do you want oh yeah I, I just spiraled like oh, I yeah. woke up late I was going to bed late I had no I didn't tell myself no. I drank too much. I ate too much, and I like having I like having structure because mm -hmm. it's 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 hard. I have a very addictive personality. It's hard for me to just slide into yeah. this uncomfortableness. So I, yeah, I, I do have a nine to five, and I like it, but it's still hustle and bustle. I sell uh, musical equipment and gear, so mm -hmm. I'm always around music. So it's never really a nine to five. It's just like yeah. Yeah, oh, that's great though. I, lo I love this. Um, and then you, you, things, would you say that things went serious like when you started to play with Civet or? That's, yeah, that was kind of my first like taste of like trying to not just be that local band that wants to do like cool shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did a couple tours or maybe one or two, not too many. Um, it gave me a lot of sense of direction of what I really want to do. Oh, yeah. that's when I started The Last Game was when I was doing uh, that band. And I was like, I really want to sing and, like, make songs that I'm super proud of. So I started to write, like, The Last Gang back in the day. Oh, I didn't know um, it was at the same time. Yeah. So and, having both yeah. allowed you to do like a lot of different things at the same time. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, I, I was doing both for a little bit at the same time when one ended. Okay. And then I was able to just do The Last Gang and focus on singing and playing guitar and writing songs. Yeah. So you found other musicians. How did The Last Gang started? Like, I know. Just like... um. Through knowing people, like in the scene, I, I mm -hmm. knew this one. How did I, how did I do this? <laughs> oh God. I think I met the first drummer at a party. 
And I'm like, yeah, I want to start a band. And he was like, oh, I play drums. I'm like, okay, we need a bass player. And he's like, I know a bass player. Yeah. And we just kind of jammed. And then the bass player was like, I know a guitar player. I'm like, let's bring him in. And it just kind of did that. And then when uh, the bass player left, we got another bass player. And like, I'm, I'm proud to say that like, we never officially, like I've never kicked anybody out of the band. It's always been like, this like community group of like, we want you here. Yeah. You want to be here. And everybody that's left always left because they want to do something else in their life. And yeah, I was very proud of that because I've been in previous bands where they are very fucking <laughs> dicks and yeah. they just like, will kick people out because it's, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I've never heard, anybody out. I heard some crazy stories about many bands like, and, and it's, it's not always fun. <laughs> about no. those things i wanted to make sure last game was always fun yeah and then it kind of like that's how it kind of went the first you know several years that i uh, it started and then it was i did another band just to explore my options um mm -hmm. the fan fiction reform and that fizzled out too again and i was like let's restart the last gang but mm -hmm. let's do it for real let's like put both feet in the water and dive in because when the last gang took a break robert was the last drummer mm. and so i called up robert again i was like let's i want to make an album that i'm super proud of i want to make like an outcome the wolves i want to make this like this iconic album that i'm proud of yeah. not something that we just wrote and whipped together i want to edit i want to produce i want everything so we took out a lot of a lot of debt Like I took out like loans so I can just make an album. Oh, wow. Cameron. Yeah, no, I just paid off. I think I just paid off one of the last loans that I had for that, that first album debt, maybe like a year ago. Oh, wow. Or half a year ago. Yeah. So, cause that's scary. Like I'm, I'm just a, a local punk rock musician. Like I'm not super professional. So to take out like thousands of dollars to pay for an album that might not do anything that's that really scary. risky but you're talking about the previous album or keep them counting okay yeah, yeah it's really risky but uh at the same time you probably had that voice inside you saying like you're gonna regret it if you don't do it so just do it yeah do it once we we yeah. said when we recorded the album because we weren't on fat records Yeah, uh, we recorded it with Cameron Webb, and we said oh, okay. one of two things is going to happen. Somebody's either going to pick it up, and they're going to uh, put it out there, and they're going to sign us, and it'll be awesome. Or they won't, and we'll put this out ourselves, and we could be happy knowing that we put out a really, really fucking good record, and we put everything into it. Totally. We just really dove in, and so no matter what happened, it would have been a good turnout. But yay! We yay! got signed! <laughs> You got a call. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to talk about Fat Records because I think with Civet, you, but the, the band used to be on Elcat, I think. That was right. That was after uh, I was kicked out, quit, whoever uh, story you want to hear. I don't um, know anything about that story, to be honest. Uh, it's old, old news. But, but yeah, I was, I was before that, so I never got to experience Hellcat. Um, oh, okay. The only thing that we did was with Wayne Peters' label. Okay, okay. Disaster okay. and Corey Parks. So because I, I was like, okay, so Civet was on Hellcat, and then the last gang, Fat Records. I was like, I want, 
a lot of bands who are listening to us would like to want to know what's the secret because it seems so unreachable, you know, for a lot of bands. Yeah. So I wonder first how how did you get to be on on Fat Records beside having a lot of talent and <laughs> releasing a good album? What does it take? Like I think don't don't hold back. Like I would say make make a record. Make something that's a lot of money or a lot of effort. Just don't do it like, well, we can only afford this. It's it's either all or nothing. Yeah. Um, oh, and I yeah. think the album is what really got them listening. Um, and we just got lucky. I, we, I think it was emailed uh, to the general mail group, like info at fatrec.com. Nobody like knew anybody special or extra. No. Even but... We knew people at the record yeah. label kind of like we knew Bad cop. They were in our. They're in our town. Bad cop. Bad cop. And yeah, I love them. Just I fucking love. Them. <laughs> Did we just play the song? Oh, so good. So good. So good. I cried. Oh, yeah, yeah. We just got lucky. We emailed it. They listened to it, and I think because the album was good enough to stand on its own, that's what pushed us through the weeds of everybody else that they were hearing. Was that's, the music. You have a very good point. Saying you have to do. All, all or nothing like yeah you you'll need some money to make it sound great to take your time to work on the album make all the arrangements uh, work on your songs and then it might it might do it but i heard um i watched the documentary punk and Drublik, and you were talking in this in this documentary and i, I thought you said something very interesting I don't know exactly the words, but you said like some bands will make it, some bands won't make it, but just have fun. Just do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because what else are you going to do? Like, this is your life. You should enjoy it. You don't. Yes, I'm in a band and I, I would that my dream has always been on a label. Actually, my dream was always to go on tour, but yeah. you can't go on tour without a label. It's really hard. So, yeah, that was my dream. Yes, but. That's not why I'm in a band. I'm not in the band so I could do this one thing of go on tour and make money to be my day job. So yeah, I can yeah, yeah. one day, like, that's not the only reason why I do it or else nobody wants, it's art. You have to be passionate. You have to have this, mm -hmm. je ne sais quoi for doing it. This oh, je ne sais quoi. You for, speak French. For doing it. Yeah. But also it, it just, it comes across fake and it comes across empty and it's no longer art. It is just a product. Yeah, and it might sell for maybe a couple years. Like that's why a lot of maybe like pop artists or bands they don't last because there's no like real substance behind it. Mm. Um, but then you get pop artists that have like great substance behind them and like they they have a reason for what they're doing and then they last longer. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And so yeah, and and how did it change the game of being on Fat Records? You you talked about touring; it's easier. But what else, like? It's a slow burn. We're still learning stuff every day because oh. um, there's, God, I I was talking to a friend of mine about how when we used to see bands back in the day on like a big stage, right? And you, like Bad Religion. Yeah. And they're playing. And as me now, I watch them and I'm thinking, so he has his own lawyer. They probably have an accountant for their, okay, so they have a payroll. They probably have... <laughs> 
Okay, they have their own tour manager, they have drivers, they have people to order, okay, and then this, and, and then back in the day, it's just, you're going, I fucking love this song, and you don't realize there's so, so many... much more work that goes into this moment of pure happiness, and that's what I'm learning on the back end, and it's, it's real fucking hard, because oh. it, I just sometimes want to just say, I'm fucking done, this is so fucking difficult, like little things that get me down, like paperwork and bureaucracy, <sighs> I have to pay taxes. And I got audited and now I owe like a fuck ton of money and I just oh. don't know how to organize this stuff. And I'm, we're still new. So I never thought about that down by the little things and just take, take it for what it is. I'm in a band and I get a tour of the world and it's fucking cool. Just focus on that. It's fucking cool, but it's also more like a job. So you have to do, like you said, taxes and paper and oh, yeah. It's a small business. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That doesn't make money probably for a very long time. Were you scared that it might um, be difficult to write because of that? Like, Oh, no. No, okay. I got, real, I got real angry at this last thing that I've been dealing with with taxes and stuff. And I'm just getting, I get fucking livid. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna, I decided I'm going to write a song. You know, not like the Beatles, like the tax man, but something like that because it's like, Everything that I wrote off was legitimate, but mm -hmm. because I didn't save the right documents and this and that, I owe this much fucking money. So you're going to take like the money that I'm trying to earn and put back into this economy and make my community great. And in the meantime, this fucking piece of shit ex-president only paid $750 for his taxes and I'm busting my fucking balls. <laughs> I've, I've always been very working class and like, I love it, but fuck do the rich fuck us over. Fuck that. Ah. Oh. Yeah. And the older you get, the more you learn about these things of like, you don't create wealth for the wealthy. Mm -hmm. It's just recycled. It's you're born with money. So you put it in this one area to write this off and then it generates this. You have to pay taxes and it, you, it doesn't do anything for anybody except for the wealthy. And it's fucking insane. Yeah. It's fucking insane. But so, yeah, I'm actually angry now. I'm going to write a song about that. I love this. <laughs> It's a nice tra oh. transformation of rage and anger. I love this. <laughs> oh. Oh, good. And I want to talk about the new album. So did you start to work on it during pandemic? And how did it uh, influence the, the writing process? Yeah, huge. Um, we're, we're always kind of writing, whether it be at 100% or just a few percent, we're always writing. So these songs, some of them were written a while ago, some of them were written last minute, uh, but the pandemic, uh, we used it to the best of our ability. We had all of our songs kind of written, start to finish, lyrics, melody, oh, okay. bridge, and, and then uh, we took them to the producer, Cameron, who we went with again, and he's very honest. Mm -hmm. I fucking love him. He just... He sat down with me and he's like, these are, these are shit. These are garbage. He's like, Whoa. in a nice way, he's like, you're better than this. And I know you can write songs. You are a great songwriter. This is, this is, this is bad. Oh. And it, it sucked. I cried a bunch because I'm always oh, yeah. emotional. But, But I, 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 I understand. Him I trust him. I go, okay, let's, let's figure this out. So we rewrote all the songs, most of them, because we have the time. It was a pandemic. And... I sat in what I call the cry room and I just recorded it into my computer 
over and over and over and over. It takes me like seven hours sometimes to do like one chorus. Oh. And um, yeah, that helps. And then once that happened, then I went over to Sat Mike's house once like it got a little bit safer to like go out in public. Yeah. And, uh, we went, I went to his, uh, his big house and hanging out and I showed him these revived songs and then we went even further into them. And he's like, he like, I call it like, he put like sprinkles. Like mm-hmm. he made it, he made it like it was here, but now it's here. Um, he gave me a really good suggestion. He's like, you're, he's like, what's going to make you stand out on this next album? I can just see it. Here's mm-hmm. my vision. Like fucking Nostradamus. He's like, I'm calling it. You need to do more Clash style reggae, which I love. I love Clash. Yeah, so, um, I noticed the sound. Like, okay. The the new single you released, Noise, 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 is amazing. And I love this reggae vibe. So it, it yeah. was an, an advice from Fat Mike, too. So it was like, oh, you should explore this a little more. He, yeah, that song was already reggae. But when he heard it, he's like, this, this is your sound. This oh. is your sound. So do... He's like, I want four more songs that have like that kind of reggae vibe. Um, oh. And we 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 did a we did a few more on the album, uh, which you guys are gonna hear. Uh, yeah, some I are heard like it. dark reggae. Some are like maybe a little bit more pop oriented, but it's got some it's got some groove. That's for sure. Yeah, I I listened to the album. I was lucky enough to <laughs> to listen to it, and yeah, I. Totally um, feel the song "New Skin." New Skin is one of my favorite. Uh, oh, I love that song. The beginning is like super old school. Like, is it this one? Like, it feels like an intro. It reminds me a little of Dead Kennedys at first, and then it started. Is it this one? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's New Skin. Yeah, it's the uh, with Robert screaming. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. there's is is it the one with a lot of bass at the beginning and like sounds dark? Yeah, yeah the, the chop down from the childhood limb. Yeah, huh. I can't sing anymore because yeah, I not, know you're not allowed to have the album yet. Everybody else, so you get that's all you get is that like two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good teaser though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I've I've I noticed the the reggae vibe and I think it's it's. You you do it really good. So and Fat Thank Mike you. was like, "That's your sound. I want more of this." I think you worked with Yotam too. Yeah. So Yotam, uh, because we never met up because of the the, the, the the lockdown, mm-hmm. we were going back and forth through email. Um, and one of the biggest parts I remember that he had because he's a melody king. He's, he's so good. I knew he worked with the bump ups. Dude, fuck and- that guy. Why is he so talented? <laughs> Like that's not fair. <laughs> and like it's it's like he's is ri- writing so many great songs for his solo project and his band that now he want to spread it to other bands and help and like <laughs> yeah he's, so he's gl- he is the melody king. Yeah, I knew I when agree. like fat, uh, when Mike was like, hey, I want you to work with you, Tim. I knew like because I love melodies and harmonies. Yeah, and I was like I I know he's gonna bring something. Um, there's a song called Shameless and. That whole bridge was him. That whole bridge. He's like, you need to build tension and like do octaves. And like, he had this vision. And I can't imagine that song without the bridge now. It makes, it, it fucking makes the song. Oh, I'll pay attention next time I mm-hmm. listen. 
And I wonder how is it to work with like co-producers uh, concretely, like you said, because it's your song, it's already written. So like you sit down with him and he's, yeah, like you said, he, okay, this bridge, I would do that. So you're, you're with your guitar and you're, how does it work? Like concretely? I fucking love it because I hate it, but I love it because <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm an egotist. I can definitely admit that. Like, I always think I'm right and I'm not wrong. And then when I am wrong, I get angry because I think I'm right. So I like to challenge myself because if you, if you don't, if you don't push yourself, you're going to get the same results you've gotten your whole life. You know, when I yeah. push myself, I got a better album. We got on fat. We got, so I like to challenge myself by making my ego feel threatened, which helps when wow. you have, have other people writing. And I, I like, I thrive off of like my frustrations of me thinking that you're wrong because then I'm like, okay, this might be something because I'm frustrated. Um, although that really didn't happen with them. I was more like inspired. I'm like, yes, yes. What else you got? How can we change this? Some parts are like, mm, I'm gonna do this. This part, even though it might not be the best, it makes me feel good. And yeah. I, I make music to make me feel good. So I'm gonna keep this but I will do this part. So it's, I like it. I like collaborating. Oh, you have a great attitude because I can't, I don't write songs, but I could, I could think that it's my song. It's my baby. Like I created it that way. Don't yeah. touch it. I think it's easy to, to have this like, uh, like, yeah, no, don't, I'm, yeah, it's very, very possessive. Yeah. I would feel that way. So if someone said, That is not good. I would think like, it's like if you're saying my baby is not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But at the That's same time, me. you're right. That's how you improve. That's how you... Yeah. Listen to other people. They know what they're doing for a reason. Yeah. Good. And so this, how many songs are on the album? Like 10? I think 10. 10 mm. is on the album. We recorded uh, 11 or we worked on 11 or 12, but only, only 10 made it. Ah, okay. One of my favorite is the third one, Prosthetic Lust Cause. Ooh. So good. So good. New Skin too. What else? Uh, oh, and The King, the intro, which your voice is like super powerful. Which one? The King. The King. Oh, yeah, yeah. To The King, the, the yeah. harmonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you. Good job. And what are your lyrics about? You, you write the lyrics? You always oh, yeah. write oh, all the lyrics. That's one thing that I'm very, very like, ooh, that would be hard to challenge me on. If some people would be like, you should change this, I, I might hit you. Because yeah. I, think, yeah, I, that's, love, I love lyrics. But yeah. um, I don't know. Lyrics are just kind of all about what's in my brain at the time. I, my brain's very, very always on. It's hard for me to sleep. I'm one of those people that like I can't sleep, uh, and I always have thoughts in my brain, and mm -hmm. uh, like anxiety or just overthinking. It could be anxiety. Sometimes I do have it, but just overthinking. Like mm -hmm. it's hard for me to slow down. I'm. I don't think I'm manic. I've never been diagnosed it, but I mm -hmm. feel manic a lot of the times. I'm very up here, um, especially when it comes to writing. I get in this weird oh. manic spout, and I just words are just this like vomit of oh. like ideas so it could be anything it literally could be anything um so every song on the album is just 
it came from something that either I was experiencing at the time or a thought or an idea at the time that I just needed to get out of my head. Yeah. So it's more like personal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, everything that I write is pretty personal, either about myself or people that I care about. Um, like new skin that came up because I was talking to a friend of mine or somebody and they, 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 they were victims of abuse. Uh, a couple of these people mm. I was talking to and we were just having like a drunk night talking about stuff and like, Oh my God. And they're telling their story and they're telling their story. And then I was like interjecting and I go, you know, I'm so lucky. Like I've never had anything mm-hmm. that bad happen to me. Like I've had cat calls and stuff and like, yeah. whatever, but like, I'm like, I'm very lucky. I've never been a victim of like abuse. And and I meant it. And then I thought to myself, that's so fucking horrible to say, like, as a woman to think, like, I'm very lucky. I've never been abused. I know. And it's like, why should we expect to have drama yeah. in our lives? Like, why is that? Ex- so I got it. I got really angry that I thought what I was thinking was normal. And so one of the lines that I, I uh, it stemmed from was uh, one out of five, some will survive and others, they will have callous because, you know, one out of uh, there's this statistic I didn't look into it mm-hmm. it's research like one out of five women have been uh sexually assaulted mm. and then one out of three the possibility it's your mother a daughter a sister mm. one out of three women have been sexually harassed and it's just like fuck. that's horrible fuck dude so that that even though it wasn't about me it was about my anger towards an empathy or sympathy with totally. people that I love and care about that have to deal with this fucking shit wow yeah so it's personal experience, but also social topics like that. That oh yeah, yeah. Not that, not a lot of politics. No, there's politics. <laughs> I don't like to say. I I like to write uh, lyrics. Um, I love like Elvis Costello, like how he writes a point. It's not just like, "fuck you, I'm angry." It's a little bit more in depth. Um, like there's this song by Against Me called "Black Me Out." Mm. and it is the greatest middle finger of lyrics I've ever heard just as passion but she never says fuck you but it's like painted in this way of making you feel the feel so I love doing that I I, I don't like singing something obvious okay I like painting the picture around oh it. I'll try to so pay attention yeah like um give me action that's that was that's a very political song shameless is a political song or socially uh, socially aware song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else? Oh, intelli- oh, intelligence is a plague. That's a, a political song. But it's all just, it's not just po- politics. It's politics, but how it relates to every day and me and my mm-hmm. feelings and people around me. Yeah, because politics influences our, like, our little life too, our indiv- yeah. indiv- individual life. And yeah. yeah. Good. Interesting. Do you have a favorite song on the album? One song that you're like, I, I like them all, but this one is like deep in my heart and it's it's my baby. Noise. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I have to say noise. Noise or... I, gotta, I guess it all depends on the mood, I guess, that you're in, you know? Yeah. Um, I like noise because it's... It's so not political and it's so not about anything else but uh, nostalgia and memories. It's all about 
these places I grew up. Um, noise, noise, noise actually used to be a record shop down the street from where we live. And oh. it's closed now. But noise, noise, noise was like the center of like the community of like the punk scene. And wow. Um, just little things like that. It was all like all the whole song is an inside story that very few people know what those references are mean. So I like that because it's weird and nobody gets it, maybe except for yeah. people. But I would say um besides that, I fucking love new skin. I love new skin. It gets me bubbling inside. Like it gets so emotional with it. Yeah, but the topic is hard and the topic is so important too. So I can mm-hmm. I can understand why it's your mm. yeah. <laughs> More significant than yeah. maybe some others. And speaking of noise, 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 you you released already the single. You made a video mm-hmm. also for that song. How was it? Like how was the cool. footage? That was the first to... time ever doing like a legit video. Like Oh, really? Like we had a call time, we had oh. actors, we had um, oh, yeah. different scenes, we had two days of filming. It was really cool. This guy named uh, Vincent, uh, Vicente did it. He just recently flew back from London because uh, he did a uh, video shoot for um, Cradle of Filth. Um, and just this like epic shot that he did for that band. And like, he's legit. And it's our first time doing with a like, Mm. super pro director slash uh, videographer so it was fun we're gonna do another video with him too coming up for the next song yeah the next song yeah cool yeah i like it it's it's great um good do you still do solo uh do you do solo stuff i think you did in the past like yeah do you have like a pandemic like acoustic yeah 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 Mm-hmm. I bought a guitar just to do that. I bought oh. a, a telecoustic just nice. just to do acoustic stuff because I, I'm obsessed with tellies. So I bought it just to do some acoustic stuff. Um, those are terrifying. Oh, those are the scariest I things in the world. I could never do that. I oh, it's terrifying. Like I, I I cannot be sober. Well, I can, but like not. I have to have at least a shot or something. Like yeah, I get it. I'd rather go on a, like to a nudist colony like and walk around that's terrible that, yeah. it's scary <laughs> so scary you it's we're so vulnerable like singing and playing an instrument and it's yeah even i have um an acoustic duet with one friend and it's already i think like he's playing guitar we both sing and it's it's acoustic so everyone can hear any details And it's already every mistake. Every mistake. Yeah, and it's already sometimes challenging, but I just couldn't imagine doing this myself. So good job. <laughs> you did it, I though. Get, like, just, you did it. Get a little nervous. My cat is screaming at my feet. <laughs> yeah, so but do you wanna sorry my cat is really weird. Come here. She must be a part of it. Oh yeah. So, but do you want to work on solo stuff, a solo project? Maybe some songs you 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 really like, but you think it it's not a match with your band, or maybe like in the future, I would. I would love to. I would love to do some like side projects, this or that. But yeah, I just don't have the energy for it because I am. 
I feel like I'm go, 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 go. Every minute mm-hmm. I have, it's just last gang, last gang, last gang. I just, mm-hmm. I love what I, I love what I'm doing so much. I don't have that desire or that need I want to fill by doing a solo project. Yeah. I, if I have the energy, if I have more energy to do something and more inspiration, I want, I, I it, put, it goes to the last gang. So, okay, so the last gang allows you to uh, to do every creative stuff yep. you want to do. Good. It lets me do like artwork, collages, oh. you know, drawings, this, that, um, promotional ideas, social group ideas. Like I, I could do everything through the last gang. And, you know, the music, we're not kind of like how fucking no effects is or like how you know rancid is it's there's not like one type of music that they do yeah it's, they do a True. bunch of stuff so totally. if i have a song idea mm-hmm. and it makes sense and if it's a good song it can we'll do it ah. yeah To brawl down a British and demeaning getting traditional Paint it up, spike it out, the gang is ready tonight Take the 42 north, pass electric to right To few of us though, we could never contend the noise, 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 I kept it so close But the words were spoken, it's the last episode When the buses stopped running and the flash led to right Head I head past the shoulders to the new music right To few of us though, we could never contend Nostalgia burns a hole in our heads So close, but the words were spoken. It's the last episode when the buses stopped running and the flask led to right head. I head past the shoulders to the new music, right? For few of us, know we could never compare. For few of us, know we could never compare. Staggering down, dead memories. 
a little before we go about touring. Um, how was it before pandemic? We talked a little about that. And uh, what are the next plans for you for touring? Oh, everywhere. Oh. Wherever. Take me to your leader and I will go there. Yeah, we are gonna. We did a little mini tour with Bad Cop, Bad Cop, finally. Yeah. Yay. Um, so that was awesome. We're going to hit the road again in November. I'm sorry, September. What month is this? It's really it's August. soon. August. Yeah, we're the end. Of, uh, we are the end of August right now. So damn, it's coming soon. Yeah, we got stuff lined up in September uh, and November officially, and then we're just working on everything else. Like there might be another tour right after the November one in December. We don't know if that's going to happen. Um, if we can get on this other tour and we're, we're, we want to tour more than we did the last time uh, on the last album we want to make sure we're out on the road more often than not yeah and oh someone someone's skateboarding <laughs> close to the door the, the window yeah what do you like the most about touring the drives oh the drives are so good Oh. Like I said, my mind is, you know, it's, it's always, yeah. it's never stops in my mind. So touring and when I drive, cause I'm, I'm the driver. That's oh. like my role in the band. That's You're how we driving. are able to save some money. Um, there's just long drives. The guys might be passed out. They might be awake, but they're not like, we're not having a party. It's just this quiet. You can focus <sighs> on the road and. At the same time, yeah. for me, it's kind. I, I'm I'm not touring, but I can picture it as true freedom, like real freedom, like yeah. fucking. Seeing freedom. like just the grass go by and like the street signs and the mountains or wherever I'm at, just yeah, driving long distances. It it quiets my mind. Yeah, I I understand. Yeah. Because oh. then when I get to the show, I'm up to here again. I'm just like, whoa, what's up? Talk, 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 talk. Hey, everybody. Music, music, music. Loud, loud, loud. <laughs> Going to like 3 a.m. And then bedtime. And then the next drive. Drive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's the first time I hear that. Everyone says it's pain in the ass driving, but you're having a good point. Yeah. And uh, maybe a few words about the LA scenes these days. I think there are so many great bands in LA, so many great bands with women. Um, I feel like you have a very nice community there. Am I right? It is. I mean, it's always, it's always, it always could be better. That's for sure. But oh. I do notice more and more women are taking the reins and being more assertive with their narrative. And if you want to be a musician, And I'm talking like young girls, like starting off because yeah. that's how it started for me. Like I see these young, these young girls just, I want to play drums. I want to play guitar. That's I amazing. And I'm like, yes, yes. Because you're going to be the next ones that come up. And like yeah. 10 It's... years from now, I'm going to see you on the road. And It's so important. Mm -hmm. Wow. It all just starts with the kids. But even like uh, other bands, uh, men bands, I think the community seems really cool. Really fun. Yeah, it's although because where I'm from, I'm from Orange County, like down by Disneyland area, and 
I'm from a cool city, Santa Ana, but like there's a lot of fucking stupid fucking areas around us where it's just mm-hmm. fucking white. Just white, 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 entitled mm. people with money. And it's very like we get a lot of right winged people in this area, even uh, the punk rock oh. scene. And it's like, really? What? Really? Oh yeah. It's fucking But stupid. here too in Quebec it's it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to change their minds. I'm not here to change their minds. Go fuck yourself. Listen to me or don't listen to me. If you don't like my band because of what I think and my views, because they're too liberal for you, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'll go fucking play in Germany and Berlin where everybody's fucking cool. And, um, but yeah, sometimes in Oceania, you get a lot of the um, mm. hard right people. Um, LA, not so much because there's, uh, there's a lot more diverse community out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the city where I live in Santa Ana, that's a really, it's a nice community too, really diverse. Um, yeah yeah we have so, the same issues here yeah everywhere has their yeah bullshit all we can do is keep trying to be us and spread our energy and totally oh yeah exactly so when the the new album is gonna be released i think it's october october 8th it comes out october 8th oh. and unfortunately All of the colored vinyls sold out and all the God bundles are sold it. out. So there's, there's no mass. I know. I always say that Fat Records do- doesn't want my money because I... <laughs> Take my money. I want to give you my money. Take it. Produce more. <laughs> Please. No, I understand. Colored vinyl are mysterious, precious things. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. I understand, but okay. Tasty. Yeah. Like it's medical. It's, it, It's, is it an English word? Mid, mid- Medicinal. No. No. I mean, rare treasure. Oh, Mid- yeah, it's a treasure. <laughs> I think I just tried to transform a French word in English. I do that all the time. <laughs> hey, it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So, but we, we still can have like vinyl, CDs, yeah, yeah, the red, digital. Yeah, the vinyl still coming out, CDs and stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. So the listeners, because the show, the episode is going to be released like next week. So okay. so the listeners has to wait still a few weeks yeah, before sorry, the album. everybody. And, and we just talked about specific songs and like we tease them a lot. What songs are we talking about? I don't know. You'll have to wait. You have to wait and then re-listen uh, to this interview and... You're going to know mm-hmm. what we're talking about. You'll know secret sounds, secret, secret yeah. stuff. Thank you so much, Brenna. It was an amazing chat. Um, Thank you for having me. People Appreciate you. I'll post in the show notes all the links to the bands. Maybe, um, is your Instagram uh, public? Yeah, I think yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I can, I can post the, yeah. uh, all, all the links. And Perfect. I hope you could play here in Quebec City and we could meet. Yay! I would love to. I want to go back to Canada. Yeah. And you're welcome to my place anytime. We could have a live chat. I could make you some ginger tea. Yes, please. <laughs> have some yes, beer. Please. Ginger tea is amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. I can't wait for the new album and see you on tour. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Cheers. Have a great night. All right. Have a good night. Bye. The last repunk mendation for today is for a solo artist named Sam Mikolo. Oh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I'm sorry if I don't. 
So Sam is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he grew up with bands like Rise Against, The Ramones, and NoFX. He has many influences in his music, which I like a lot, to be honest. I really love his vocal emotion and melodies. He writes about personal stuff like dealing with loss, addiction, love, social topics, political issues, depression, etc., The song All My Demons Are Friends is totally my favorite. I really love the riff at the beginning of the song. The emotion is incredible in his voice. And you're gonna know what I mean because we're gonna listen to the song right now. Cause you're all I have left I can't 
this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to Epic Merch Store for the sponsorship, to Scott Alquist for the edit, and thank you for being such an awesome podcast crowd. You are always super nice to me, and I love to have all your feedback. Next week, oh my God, I'm going to present you the interview I made with Scott Shiflett from Face to Face. We'll talk about the new album, but also about his punk rock history, growing up with two musicians, brother, touring, and I'll ask him your questions too. Be there. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe and share it to all your punk rock friends. You can also rate it five stars on iTunes. You can subscribe to my Patreon for exclusive content. I love working on the Patreon for you guys. You can also make a one-time donation on PayPal and buy me a coffee platform. I can't wait to be there next week for you, but until then, punk your life.